1: Welcome to episode 164 of the Highly Relevant Podcast, a show about how Latinx pop culture is reshaping mainstream entertainment. I'm your host, Jack Rico, and instead of rebroadcasting my interview with Robert Rodriguez, as I had promised to you last week, I thought to offer you a fresh new interview with Adriana Barrasa, one of five latinas to ever have been nominated for an academy award in acting she stars in the new bloomhouse horror film bingo hell on amazon prime hombre
2: snake
0: We have to do something. What's the plan, Granny? Should I grab my shotgun?
1: In this new interview, Adriana and I discuss her 50 years in acting, ageism in Hollywood, how someone once told her to never speak in Spanish, and why she doesn't mind the label of Latinx. But before I talk to Adriana Barraza, it's time I give you my weekly recap of the top Latinx pop culture headlines in a segment I like to call Jacked In. I got Let's begin with the top movie, TV, music news of the week. James Bond's No Time to Die is looking to make $60 million opening weekend. Meredith, the company that owns People and Espanol magazine, has been bought by IAC's digital company, Dot Dash, for $2.7 billion. Actor Mark Consuelos exits Riverdale, the CW teen drama, as a series regular after four seasons. Mayans MC writer Deborah Moore Munoz inks an overall deal with FX Productions. Mexican beauty influencer Jennifer Reese's new single, La 69, has gone viral on social media and racked up 3 million views on YouTube. Hernán Jiménez is directing Netflix's new romantic comedy Love Is Hard out November 5th. Eugenio Derbez's Tripas Studios has signed a first look Spanish language deal with Univision for its global streaming service launch in 2022. Chilean director Pablo Larraín's indie dance drama Emma starring Gael García Bernal hits Blu-ray on November 16th and the Thailand-British film Memoria has somehow become Colombia's submission for best international feature film at the Oscars. And in tech and social media news Instagram is rebranding IGTV as Instagram TV, Spotify now has a streaming section for DJ mixes, Clubhouse now has links which enables users to share private links to Clubhouse rooms in calendar invites, TikTok shopping has been rolled out in the UK, Snapchat is boosting its efforts to bust drug dealers on the platform, Twitch got hacked, Apple plans to use the iPhone to control your car's AC, seats, radio and more via CarPlay, and cryptocurrency will now have an enforcement unit from the US Department of Justice. Pretty excited to be talking to Academy Award nominee Adriana Barraza, something she never ever thought would happen in her 50-year acting career that she celebrates this year, as well as 10 years with her acting school. She's been an acting teacher for about almost 40 years, and she's also a voice coach. But besides having an extraordinary career in Mexico as a film and television actress, she's now repeating the same success in the United States. She's going to be co-starring in a brand new animated movie from Sofia Vergara and Mark Anthony called Coati. And she also stars in this movie called Bingo Hell from Bloomhouse Productions. They're the ones that did the paranormal activity films. In this movie, she's the first Latina actress in her 60s to lead a film, and it was also directed and co-written by a Latina filmmaker named Gigi Saul Guerrero. This is all female Mexican power right here. (laughs) The story is about capitalism, it's about wealth inequality, and how these characters suffer from loyalty and never ever wanting to change. It's an interesting story about community and what happens when capitalism wants part of that community. Here's my interview with Adriana Barraza. Well, first of all, uh, Adriana Barraza, welcome to the Highly Relevant Podcast. Congrats on your 50 years as an actress. This must be such a big moment in your career. How do you look at this retrospectively from the moment you decided to become an actress, from the moment you decided to become an acting teacher and have a school, to come all this way how do you look back on that today?
2: Thinking about my past, uh, when I was a little girl, I am a I am a, a single mother. Then I needed to work since since I was a little girl. Then I, I cannot uh, work as an actress uh, because my work in, in as an actress was in the university. The university never pay you for your for your acting. <laughs> then I work in, in a lot of things, especially because I studied chemistry. I work for three years in a in a in a hospital. And then I changed my residence to Chihuahua. And in Chihuahua I, I sold books in the street and I work in a in a beauty salon and I work uh, take, take taking care of babies in that place, every kind of thing. But all the time, I was in my drama group, all the time. You know, I never thought, maybe I'm not good at actress, maybe not. <laughs> because it doesn't matter. Nobody needs to pay me. This is the reason because I was, I was in, in, in acting like because because my life is acting i i don't i cannot breathe without the scenery
1: when did you get that bug what 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 clarified it for you
2: i think you never know i think it's that's it it's like breathe you don't think "Mm, it's important breathe or not (laughs) you breathe, yes (laughs) Especially because I never when I was a child, I never wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be a ballet, ballet, ballerina dancer, you know, because I saw ballet Bolshoi at my age and I say, oh, my God, I want to be this, but I cannot I cannot uh, study it. Then in my first opportunity was at my at my 15 years. 50 years ago <laughs> and then I, suddenly I discovered the scenery and I say oh my god what a beautiful place for me because I remember myself as a so lonely uh, teenager and I discovered in my group that the, everybody was like me sad and lonely but with a lot of joy for making things and then since then to now I, I, I discovered this is my life uh, especially because I remember even my first class and when I acting in my first play I thought oh my god this is my place and nobody and nothing can kick me off
1: fast forward to welcome to the bloom house films and you're starring in bingo hell and as i understand it adriana you are the first latina actress in your 60s to lead a film and also uh Gigi saul guerrero is the first to direct and co-write for a major Blumhouse film as well. So a couple of firsts here, is this true?
2: Yes. Yes, yes. Well, and you know, I'm really happy because we are two Mexican women together making this amazing thing for Blumhouse Amazon Prime Video in the United States. Oh my God. It's a great goal.
1: And it's something that doesn't really happen. It's a rare thing, it's a very special thing. And I wanted to talk to you about ageism uh, in Hollywood. You know, for you to be the first Latina to do this uh, where we're redefining what age numbers are. For example, you know, I've been telling this to a lot of people, Tom Brady is 44 years old and just won a Super Bowl championship. Supposedly athletes at that age cannot go more than 40. So the fact that he won a Super Bowl and he's winning all these games at the age of 44, people think he can go to 50. Joe Biden is 78 years old and has probably the most stressful job ever in on the planet right now. He's closing in on 80, but he still can go at it. And you really start thinking about why why age is such a problem in Hollywood. Why don't we don't see any more more women in their 60s do this? Do you think men just aren't into older women who are mature and wise and can provide the best experiences, rich experiences, rich dimensions into characters. Why do you think that is?
2: Well, you know, I remember when I was in Cannes uh, with Babel, and I remember the night to our celebration, because the the the, the premiere was amazing, that people clap until really 20 minutes. Clap, wow. clap clap like twenty minutes. I remember we, we crying and something like that. And and then at the <laughs> at night, uh, the with with uh, in the party. I remember um, an American man who told me, uh, oh, well, you never have to say you uh, have fifty years. You never have to say your age," and. And other people that told me, you never need to talk in Spanish. Don't talk in Spanish. And I say, wow. but I'm really proud about my age. And I'm really and of proud my language. about talking in Spanish because <laughs> I, I cannot uh, speak in English in that time. And then I say, well, I remember a friend of mine, a teacher of mine who told me, be you and you will have success. And I say, well, I'm in my 15s. And everybody say, no, no, no. And I say, why not? And all the time I say, please forgive me. I will try to do my best, Pero tengo que hablar en español. Me van a perdonar. and then I try to speak in English and Spanish. And I remember nobody was angry with me. I hope I don't lose opportunities to work. I don't know, maybe yes, but, the most important thing I, I I think is to be honest with me and yes you're right I think there is a beautiful and amazing females in in every age and in every uh, places who can give advice and fantastic things for every kind of words
1: una de las otras cosas one of the other things you know that 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 you're mentioning, about men telling you not to do that and don't tell your age, is we see this in, in in television a lot with, like, female news anchors. They put these pressures on women to be sexually objectified by, I guess, men on television, and once they reach a particular age, it's out. How have you dealt in Spanish-language TV versus English-language film or television with the issue of aging and having a career without people wanting younger people, whether that's male or female?
2: Well, uh, you're right about that. This is a reality. Uh, sadly, sadly, really sadly. But um, in my experience, I have a lot of works. And if I don't have work because someone uh, gave me the work, I, am, <laughs> I make my work by myself. I have my own drama school, and if not, I, I am a drama teacher, I am a neutral accent teacher, uh, and I I, I I try to do many things by myself. If we are in front of this reality, I think we need to invent something because we have a lot of life. And this movie, it's about that older people have a lot of life it's not the same when i was a little girl older people like 40s or 50 years uh was like uh without hair and with it's not the same no if you can see in the street uh grandmothers in jeans and and with a with a this cool cool um vibe etc no And I think uh, it's sad, but we need to fight against this.
1: And there was a lot of fighting that you did in the movie in Bingo Hell. You were the warrior, you were the, the guerrera, you know, of Oak Springs. Um, And I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about this movie, you know, Bloomhouse comes in with a new anthology series on Amazon Prime, and they're laying out brown and black horror movies, as opposed to the typical white ones that we all grew up with. And so I was like, you know what, it's interesting because Latino people, for the most part, according to statistics and numbers, we over-index in horror movies. And we've asked Blumhouse for, de- for years, hey, can you do something? I think they did a series, like a Latino series, and that was one and done, and they were off. All of a sudden, now they're doing Latino and black horror movies, And I wanted to ask you about Bingo Hell. How were you approached about this? Was the concept written around you? Did your manager or agent reach out to Blumhouse? Did they reach out to you? What was it like for you, uh, for a person that doesn't communicate in English all the time, learning that much English dialogue for the film? Was it exhausting? Was it tiring? Uh, I know you mention a couple of words in Spanish here in humor and comedy moments, which is fantastic. You know, there's Spanglish in it. But for the most part, you know, how did you get this gig? And what was the experience of doing it all in English?
2: Uh, With a big, big uh, help of my friends. (laughs) For example, I have a wonderful dialect coach. Wonderful. Uh, And I have my directors who are so kind with me. And so patient with me, but I study a lot because I know if I want to work in, a, in a, an American field, I need to, I need to learn, I need to, to work really hard to gain to, to gain my work. And then, for example, in this in this movie, in this movie, um, Gigi Saúl Guerrero um, sent me a beautiful, beautiful letter in English and i say why in english because we well maybe she doesn't speak in spanish and i say do you speak spanish see ¿Sí? como no well talking in spanish then <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful beautiful letter and then uh, she told me she and and uh, her co-writers write this movie and this uh, character thinking of me i really mm. appreciate that mm. You know, I really appreciate that. I receive, and not all the time, but I receive a lot of invitations because the director and producers invite me. It's not a big deal for me. Actually, I really like, and and I really, I'm grateful for this opportunity to work in every kind of languages.
1: That's fantastic. Adriana, what is this movie about? I feel like this movie is about capitalism. I feel like this movie is about wealth inequality. I believe this is a movie about suffering from loyalty and comfort. Um, You know, I saw in your character somebody who was stuck in the past, somebody who didn't want to necessarily move forward. She didn't want to leave the town. And your uh, friend who's of African-American descent is like, because of you. I've been here for like 35 years and I haven't been able to let go. You know, there's a lot of people like that in relationships, maybe abusive relationships, maybe where they're just too comfortable and they don't want to move. They just don't like change. Uh, Maybe, who knows why? And I wanted to explore with you what you brought to that character. And if you started noticing those shades of of someone who just didn't want to do anymore and was dragging everybody into their world, losing 30, 40 years of their lives for you. There's a certain amount of resentment towards you, guilt towards you. How did you play that within the movie? Because I thought that that was something very relatable, I think, to a lot of people.
2: I had heart attack in 2000. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I had this heart attack because I was... In a no good place for me, working in a no good place for me, a lot of stress and everything. And my daughter and my my doctor told me all the time, "You will die," and you are paying a lot of money because you need to be out of this place. And I say, "No, no, no! This is my place. This is my place."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We need to to learn. I think. Everybody needs, needs to learn because maybe we are in a bad place with a person or with work or with family, and we don't want change. And this movie, this movie has a lot of themes in itself, itself. But one of them is this: you maybe you need to learn with uh, so painful um, uh, things. For example, if your friends died. Sadly for Lupita, my dearest friend died. And then uh, I don't want to spoil the movie, but suddenly the Lupita understand that the most important thing is community, and the most important thing is not the wall, not the buildings, not that, that the street. And I think is like a, like a real life. The most important thing for me now is my family, my friends, but not my even not my, my work. My work is part of me. And I try to do with my heart, with my joy, with everything. But my daughter, my grandson, my husband, my sister, my my siblings are really important for me.
1: There's two things I wanted to talk to you about. Number one, it's this massive controversy with the word with the term Latin X. And for someone as achieved as you. What is your opinion on the word Latinx? Do you feel that that's a word that should describe us? Do you like the word maybe Hispanic better? Or do you just like the word Latino with its male vowels and its female vowels? Where do you fall in this controversy? And what opinion does Adriana Barraza have on the term Latinx?
2: I think we need to be with time, with a new time uh the real academy of the language in spanish and i think in the whole world every year uh, study words words of the common use these words maybe can be in the new dictionary or not and i think latin x is because x is latino or latina then, it's not a big deal for me because, uh, you know, maybe it's my, my character. A few things is a big deal for me because big deal is is when I was when I have cancer. For example, I have cancer right. twice and I have this heart attack. This is a big deal.
0: Wow. Uh, to
2: be happy. Yes, I am here.
1: Yes, you're still to here. You're happy, a strong yes, survivor. of
2: course. Yes, I'm strong. To be happy is a big deal. To be honest is a big deal. But maybe a word, maybe this X for me is not a big deal. It's okay. It's okay. It's not a big deal. It's it's good. Latin X sounds cool. (laughs) Well, maybe, sorry sorry if someone, I'm sorry for that because maybe Maybe someone feels bad for my words, but it's my, my way of thinking.
1: And then finally, uh, we have five minutes left, and I wanted to ask you, Adriana. Recently, Joaquin Castro came out uh, just maybe a few days ago to argue exactly what's been happening in Hollywood with Latinos. So uh, I'm not sure if you've heard, but there is a new study that came out from the Government of Accountability Office. And they're in charge of corporations, of the equal uh, uh, employment opportunity. And what they do is they ask corporations and media companies to tell them exactly how many people they have and what race or ethnicity they are. So everybody has had to give in, whether they like it or not, all this information. And what they found out that in the last several years... uh, Hispanics are 6%, Hispanic actors are 6% of speaking and named lead roles in Hollywood since 2007. So for the last 15 years, our numbers have not grown. So when you see a Latino in a lead role like Adriana Barraza in Bingo Hell, it's special. It's like, how did that happen, right? Also, there's a lot of people that have been pushing pushing for diversity, and unfortunately, They haven't gotten anywhere. And then finally, Hispanic and Latino characters continue to perpetuate these uh, negative stereotypes of the maid, the criminal, because that's the way they see us. And what he said, he said something really interesting. He said, I'm convinced that Americans don't know who Latinos are. They don't associate us with any particular time period in American history. They don't know who among us has contributed to the nation's prosperity or success and uh, they have no sense where to place us within American society. And I thought that that was a very powerful, but you're a woman who has gotten an Academy Award from the same institution that doesn't give us any roles. These are the same people that have taken Mexicans and have created an elite status for Mexican filmmakers and Mexican actors. It seems like the elite Hispanics are either Spaniard or Mexican, but nobody else. So from your perspective, someone who's working in English, someone who's got an Academy Award, someone who's working with some of the best directors and writers out there, what do you make of these numbers? I know they don't apply to you, but how would you fix this issue?
2: Well, all the time I am talking about that, I say the same thing. We need to have new stories because, okay, if the if the American audience uh can understand who are us. If we make movies and TV TV series and shows and special uh, programs and documentaries about who are Latin people, I think this is the way to the audience, American audience, can uh, know about us. Well, I invite everybody to make this because obviously my case is special it's not it's not the common thing and it's because i had um, an oscar nomination it was determinant for me this oscar nomination was my big big door to be to have this kind of opportunities but not for everybody and i invite all the time all the time please write about us write our stories write our about our fantastic fantastic history write about us in a way in a funny way in a in a beautiful way and i think this is the this is the the thing that the way that american audience can know us
1: And just before I wrap up here, here are three Latin tracks you might want to add to your playlist this holiday weekend. Bachatica, Leslie Grace Mejor Cali Uchis Featuring Sizzle. Debilidad a Color Show. Javiera Mena. That's it for episode 164 of the Highly Relevant Podcast. I'd like to thank Adriana Barraza for joining me on the show. And if you like this episode, please share with your friends and have them subscribe and leave a review. you would be helping us reach many more people. If you would like to get in touch with me, reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. Next week, we revisit my interview with Mexican-American director Robert Rodriguez. I'm Jack Rico. See you next week on another episode of Highly Relevant.